the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hey guys, it's Ian Austin here, your host of Friday Night Fright, your fright on Friday night. As you listen to this, I'll be in beautiful, beautiful old London, having a nice weekend relax and relaxation. But I'm recording this on Sunday, so no relaxation for old Ian yet. No, he's got to record this podcast. He's got to sit through Saw, Final Chapter, Jigsaw and Love Movie. Which won't go into details with now. I sit through those three. One of those movies I like. And it's not Source, it's Source 7, whatever. It's not Jigsaw. It's the other one. But I have to sit through the first two because, hey, my name's Ian Austin and I like to fright on a Friday night. And I'm positively delighted because my gut told me, you don't have time to do this thing. Just do another episode, do a clip show, do something different, something experimental. And then I thought, no, you know. No, Ian, no. You have to do this. You have to follow through. You have to follow through. It's important to follow. You know? You've got to follow through. It's important. You have to follow through. So I have to watch these movies. I don't want to. I would rather not. I would like very much not to have watched Saw 7 or Jigsaw. Because I know they're not going to be very good. And make matters even worse, I paid £3 for Jigsaw in CES. Because I couldn't find it anywhere on any streaming service. So I have to pay for it and have to not enjoy it. It's weird that you have to pay for things you don't enjoy. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Realisation comes after intense stress. And intense stress comes after relaxation. So it's sort of a hybrid thing there. Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word from after the brief word from our sponsor to do a preview of Saw Seven. So you know, I have that to look forward to, don't I, ladies and gentlemen? So Saw, the final chapter. All slasher movies need a final chapter. It's never the actual final chapter, but it creates this idea that it's a final chapter. As a result, they make more money. So, hey-ho, hey-ho. Anyway, the wind is blowing. It's the sore celebration time. Come on. I'm talking sore celebration. It's no Baby Yoda's in sight, people. It's just enough sore movie. The final chapter, which will not be the final chapter because we've all been down this path before. But for the actual Saw movies, it is kind of the final chapter. Because Jigsaw is meant, I believe, to offset a brand new bunch of movies. But it didn't. Because they haven't made them more. And they've now think of rebooting franchise with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. Which is a bit of a change from Tobin Bear and Detective Hoffman. But what can you do? Um, last movie ended off with Detective Hoffman in a fucking bear mask um a jaw trap thing and jigsaw's ex-wife was like you put this on because jigsaw planned this and like he was about he escaped from the shackles but machines about to go off and um there's some other stuff but i, I think mostly uh recurring characters are dead at this point there's no one else to care about it's just detective hoffman versus uh tucker and I'm sure this movie, I remember vaguely seeing it, it had traps, it had um, stuff, and it was about don't fake being a survivor of a terrorist, you know? Uh, don't fake being a survivor of a serial killer because he'll find out and he'll hunt you down, you know, and there'll be traps and people who die. And... Remember there's a exhibition trap, I think, um, a bunch of Nazis die violently and it's just a big scene of nothing and generally it's I think this one's meant being 3D I, I can't remember it's just um I, I think because you when you watch it if you watch it I don't know if you watch it but there's loads of stuff which probably works better in 3D but again as mentioned none of the recurring characters are there anymore um Hoffman and Tucker's thing is the main Crouch of movie is some bullshit about him, a dude who survived the game but faked it, and you know, it's all, it's all a bunch of bollocks, you know. It's just, 
let's, let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's all be honest at this point. This franchise sucks. It's so bad. It's so awful. Now, I can't feel like why they even go through motions, but then I think I owe it to you guys. I owe it to you people to finish this. To finish it once and for all. And next week, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do next week. I have no idea. But it's not going to be a sore movie. So, without further ado, let's stop this preview bullshit. Let's just cut to the chase, cut to the core, and finish the Saw movies and move on to Jigsaw and the movie after that. Let's finish it. Let's finish it. As Jigsaw would say, live or die. Well, I choose to, like, live and die a little inside. So I'll back in a sec with my Saw final chapter review. Hey, guys. I just watched Saw 3D, a.k.a. final chapter, and it's awful. It's really awful. Like, what, what, what do you want me to say at this point? It's terrible franchise. This is terrible fucking movie, and I'm not, not sounding best movie, to be honest, because I, I just, I don't like watching these these saw movies anymore. I don't like doing it. It's not fun. It's irritating. It irritates me on a deeply, deep, deep, deep level, and I just think, what's the fucking point? Like. Seriously, like, what? what's the point? I mean, to entertain you guys, that's a fundamental point. I get that, and that's why I do it, and I make a podcast every week, and I completely understand that. But flip side's being, I have lots of things I like to do with my time, you know? Like, there's other things, there's other movies I like to watch. For example, Inside Llewellyn and Davis is one of my favourite movies at the moment. Coen Brothers, starring Oscar Isaacs as Llewellyn Davis, and... Carrie Mugg and just Tim Blake and John Goodman. And it's a really, really, really good movie. But I watch a movie like this and I just feel bad because I know podcast suffers when I watch really good movies. Which is silly, because why, why shouldn't I be able to watch good movies or wrestling or other things? Why shouldn't I be able to do them? And it, but that's with me, because I'm someone who does actually take quite some pride in what I do. I know it doesn't show in the execution of the episodes, and I don't edit them and all that shit. But I take pride in doing it and putting up product every week. So why should I feel bad about watching other movies? Good movies, why should I feel bad about it? Well... Fundamentally, I feel bad about it because it's time time wave podcast, whether I like it or not. It is time time wave podcast, and any time I relax, is time time wave from podcast. But then I stop and I realise, and I watch crap like Saw, actual actual crap like Saw 3D, a final chapter, aka Saw Seven, actual objectionable, uncomfortable, nasty, just generally risible cinema. And I watch it and I make fun of it and we all hopefully have a good laugh. But at the end of the day, why? Why bother? Why bother? You know, there's no reward for these movies whatsoever. There's no reward. There's no upside to it. No, Watching the continuing adventures of Detective Mark Hoffman does not fill me with joy or satisfaction, or any semblance of happiness, or really fulfilment in any stretch, not even creatively. You might think I'm being mean, and I'm being angry for angry's sake. No, I'm generally, generally a little pissed off with these movies, and having watched them, and I'm fed up, and I'll be really glad when this episode's over, and I never watch any of these goddamn Saw movies ever again, because I'm genuinely pretty goddamn angry right now you know i'm not even going to try and hide it my blood pressure is probably off the roof you know it's probably really fucking high right now but what can you do what can you do is that watch more of these bloody awful saw movies and i got one left i got jigsaw left and then i got the movie which is actually enjoyable although maybe it'll be tarnished with the saw crap and I won't enjoy it anymore. Maybe I won't enjoy it anymore. No. Maybe I won't. And also, on the flip side, I watched some wrestling thing. I really enjoyed that. But then I feel bad about doing that. That's time out of my life. And I don't really get that time back. Four hours. And, you know... It's just... It's just you know, you just... Ah, sorry, I'm really, really, really fucking irritated right now. Oh, wait, what can you do? Um, Source, Source 7, final chapter. What was the plot? Um, 
there was a guy, and he was, um, he, he irritated Jigsaw in past life by pretending to be a survivor from Jigsaw's traps, and then, despite that, John Kramer's a household name, um, this guy kept promoting his book, like, the not realise that guy who met book signing was John Kramer, aka Jigsaw, maybe should lay off the fucking, like, books and shit, like, you know, he's, he's kind of weird, and also, when did he get book deal, because John Kramer, I found out he was Jigsaw, like, what, six months ago, movie time, yeah, he's already got book signing, but, like, I just, timeline doesn't add up, how long Jigsaw be murdering people for? Enough time for this guy to get a fucking book deal and be on national TV. Like, there's no there's no timeline which makes any sense in these movies whatsoever. And that's fucking infuriating too. So that fact now, I can't work this shit out. In any stretch of the imagination, how long has this fucking franchise been going for in terms of, like, in movies' timeline, what year is it? These movies take place in close proximity to each other. And that doesn't really work because you know, continuity errors and, like, Jigsaw dies in part three, but in, like, part four and five, Jigsaw's on the cover of Time magazine. And so, like, wait, how does that make any sense? Like, he's got a movement going, like, three weeks after he's, like, two weeks after he's died or whatever. And, like, they, then they say they questioned to Tucker for 100 hours, but, like, Jigsaw died, like, three weeks ago, and you only found out he was a Jigsaw killer, like, Four months ago? No, it's just, it does make any sense. But generally, I'm pretty irritated. You know, it's not, it's, it's the movie, it's Saw franchising, there's a few up bits and pieces, but I won't go into them here. But just, you know, like really fucking wound up, and these Saw movies are a big, big, big reason why. I'm just so tired of them, of them, okay. A lame-ass pseudo-intellectual attempt at horror. It's like they're trying to say something about human condition. I understand that, and I respect that, and I do think more horror movies should be doing that, but this franchise does it so badly. You know, it's like, live or die, it's your choice. I don't murder people. They make the choice themselves. And then you just think, you make the nastiest traps, Jigsaw. You and your accomplices make the nastiest traps, most misogynistic bullshit you guys really fucking do like you know there's a scene in this movie where Hoffman's bashing Jigsaw's wife's head off the counter and he calls it the C word he calls it the C word and you're just like watching it it's like what the fuck like you arsehole why, why would you mention that why would you bring that word up you know male writers using that word in that scene in that context is some misogynistic bullshit it really is and i want pat myself on back as like a hardcore feminist or something like that no because i'm 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 a guy you know i've said things which are horrible in the past I, i'm not perfect by interest mandation but like to write that into a movie that's that's weird like I, i'm a pretty weird guy but that even by my standards that's messed up you know it's like you have to understand that these movies are predominantly made by men, and as such, they are problematic in so many ways. And at, flip, at the same time, you have to acknowledge that they can't write male characters worth a damn. The female characters, they sure as shit aren't going to be able to write worth a damn either. But they write them so badly. Like, take the last movie, for example, when the... One Strom's detectives came back and filmed that she faked her own death to work out who writing partner was. And then she died like two minutes later. And it's like, what? No, like, casting Jula Benz in the last movie and she's given nothing to work with. Casting fucking... I don't know whether her name is as Mando and she's given nothing to work with, you know? Like, casting Dean or Mayer and she's given nothing to work with. There's a pattern here, guys. There's a pattern. And all while... Tobin Bay shows up for his flashbacks and all that bollocks and like, you know, the bullshit with Dr. Gordon coming back and he's 
his flashback. His um, Snape is a hero style flashback where we're like, we see how he interacted and what he did, was up to during last batch of movies and all that. And you sat there watching it and you just think, what a load of shite in so many ways. He's literally just there to work out many plot holes that you put into movies of logic gaps beyond compare. That's the only reason Doc Gordon's fulfilling this role, because it doesn't make goddamn bit of sense. You know? It really doesn't. Because first question is, where's his wife and kid? Second question is, why the fuck does John Kramer not take him to the hospital? Third question is, does anyone wonder what happened to him? No, don't cops ever interrogate him again? No, because he survived the jigsaw trap. Maybe that's something they should focus on. And the other part is, like, fucking jigsaw support groups. That's a bit, bit much. That's a bit bollocks. So, generally, I didn't like this movie at all. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was really, really badly made. And mostly, this is the important thing. I genuinely am sick to death of these fucking movies. I'm sick of watching them. I'm sick of commenting on them. I'm sick of having sit through misogynistic bullshit. I'm sick of fat. At this point, I would not argue with people who said these movies were torture porn. Except I would point out porn elicits a response. Maybe not necessarily response you would And these movies do not elicit any kind of response of response other than repulsion because they are terrible. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It's like you get geese in sandbox, you make a horror movie, you get to make a horror movie, you you know, you get work for studio, you get basically a crash course in how to make a movie, and you make this. I don't like tearing apart directors or writers because you know I know how hard making even bad movie is. But at the same time, nothing in this movie suggests that there's any sort of auteur real content intent or any writer intent or any creative flash or any section directors and writers have a particular vision or can add something to a movie. It's literally factory studio horror movie making. It's nothing imaginative or creative about it. Nothing enthusiastic about it. There's nothing distinctive about it. Just, you know, nasty schlock. Not even schlock. Schlock is fun. Schlock is fun. This isn't fun. This is just uncomfortable to watch. Boring. Badly written. I don't know if I'd say badly acted, but badly edited. And all characters have the surface appeal of a compound fracture in your tibia. You know, it's just badly made. And it's the fucking cap on a really nice weekend. But... Let's, to be honest, after sitting through that, a bit of a poor ending to the weekend, I'd say, you know. But hey, you know, when you watch this, I'll be in London, hopefully having a nice time, and hopefully having finished these fucking awful movies once and for all, because I hate this franchise, I hate recapping movies, and after I finish this, I am going to try watching some good movies, although my gut tells me I'm going to go down Perch franchise, which, you know, still won't be as bad as this, because they at least have a decent idea surrounding them. So, you know, there you go. This is my review of Saw 3D, which gave me 3D, and V, to be honest, a bit of D and V. Not really, but, you know, it's a nice pun. But anyway, yeah, so I'm officially done with the movies with Saw as the title, and now it's on for one more with Jigsaw, which I can't possibly be this bad and boring. So I'll be doing that and previewing that in just a second. And so it comes to the almost end of the Saw-related reviews, thank the Lord. <laughs> it's time for Jigsaw. What do I remember about Jigsaw? Well, it's a reboot. Um, a reboot for the franchise, sort of, but not really. Um, no, it ignores the fuck out of the rest of movies completely uh, because it wants to introduce a new... Jigsaw Apprentice, who's never been seen before, or alluded to before, or even hinted at, and he already had the secret, appren- the secret apprentice 
and fucking King Buttercup from Princess Bride. So why he needs another secret apprentice, I don't know, but maybe watching movie again will remind me. And it messes with your head because you think it's going to move it back to it or come back, and it's not. Oh, sorry, spoilers, but by this point you should know I'm going to spoil the movies because I'm doing reviews of them. So yeah, I remember enjoying it at the time and then being really annoyed at the end because I was like... I know it's bullshit, I know it does make sense, but Jigsaw is by far the most interesting part of this franchise, and the idea of him being permanently dead is stupid. If anyone could fake his death, it would be Jigsaw, and, or they'd just go root for the evil twin brother. I don't think any of people who watch movies gave a shit, they just wanted Jigsaw back, because the brief movies sucked because he's barely in them. <coughs> and, um, yes, and then they got a movie called Jigsaw, and it, didn't really have him in it very much, but what can you do? It was still nice to see him come back, um, but maybe my recollection's a bit wrong. He actually features in it more than I remember. Anyway, it's not. It's better than I remember it being better than Last Batch, one of the best movies of the franchise. But I don't know if that means very much. So, hopefully, the rewatch I'll be nice to it and enjoy it. But you won't find out for a couple of seconds. Hey guys, I'm just watching the end of Jigsaw and first things popped up tonight so I thought I would combine my podcast with the end of Jigsaw because that sounds fun. So Jigsaw is just playing, laundering background and um, we're just on finals seeing the big reveal of sorts of the movie where the autopsy guy turns out to be the new Jigsaw. I know I've ruined the movie for you now but there you go. And that's the movie's big twist along with the twist that Jigsaw is obviously no dead and the game was played 10 years ago which is wonderful nice way to to bistle over people who wanted jigsaw back here's the thing though on flip side it's not a bad twist you know it's an interesting idea half in present half in past it's, it's interesting it's just again like like most saw movies jigsaw falls down because ultimately the characters just aren't very interesting I know you're going to say shocker, shocker, boom, hocker, but it's true, they aren't very interesting, which is why my laundering background is going to serenade you. Well, I hope it does. So we get our big montage of things that happened and, you know, all the stuff that led to stuff and things like that, how how New Jigsaw created his voice and all the clues that were prevalent from the start, including the fact that apparently he's a master shot. And he blew off some guy's hand and shot him in chest. And no one seemed to notice it's a sniper rifle because he couldn't he twi- manipulate things. So one bullet was shot and another bullet is found in the subject's body. Despite the fact that no one could possibly shot him at quite that proximity. Or would possibly indicate the bullet shot from sniper rifle across the way would obviously hit with different velocity than bullets shot at point blank range. We get some fascinating bits, you know, the jigsaw pieces and all of that. And I say fascinating because you remember that chapter in Harry Potter, the one where you finally saw Snape's story for Snape's eyes, and it's like that's really cool, really interesting, fascinating little. So it's kind of like that. They want to explain a thing happened in franchise, and really get a sense of, hey, this is what this guy did, this way did it, ha ha ha, and he was Jigsaw's secret apprentice all this time. And he's Jigsaw's secret apprentice because he Jigsaw loads him up for too much medication in game and decides he's going to save this life guy's life because no one should die because of an honest mistake. Except for his problem, Jigsaw looks younger in this movie than any other movie. And I get that it's set ten years ago and all of that, but at this point he's meant to have cancer. But he's shaved all his hair off, he's working for new apprentice, no mention of Amanda from the first one, no mention of Dr. Buttercup, you know? We feel that this guy is the reason Jigsaw made the bear trap, but haven't heard of him in the entire franchise. That's ultimately problem. Retcons are fine. I don't mind retcons in theory. I have no problem for retcon now and again because I understand that sometimes you get ideas later in the process that actually do influence and do shape and do improve the material you're working on. But the problem is, in series like Saw, it doesn't really work because, oh, that's grassy, laser trap. It doesn't really work. And tell you why it doesn't really work for a number of reasons. Num- reason number one okay, so go back 10 years, but Jigsaw's traps 
are far more technologically advanced 10 years ago than they are today. Or in present, or in present when he is live. That's problem number one. That's a big problem. Because if you want to blind a jigsaw with cancer, look younger, that's fine. No, I understand that. Doesn't really work because he looks pretty old in the original batch of movies, but fine. He's starting off a new franchise, great, whatever. Because clearly this is ignoring what happened before, to a large extent. But traps look different and higher tech. That doesn't make any sense. His whole point of Jigsaw was that he started for these grim traps and then he worked his way up to the ludicrous ones when he's earned his fortune. We had his fortune this way. Problem number two, Jigsaw himself. This is not the Jigsaw from the original movies by any stretch. And I know you can say, oh, this is like Fangos in, in Endgame versus Fangos in Infinity War. So younger Jigsaw hadn't learned all problems that caused by traps and all of that. No, and version of Jigsaw we saw have been beat down by life. But this version of Jigsaw in this movie is meant to be beat down by life, but he hasn't been beat down by life, you know? He's been, for lack of a better term, mollycoddled by life, you know? So much so, he has an apprentice. He has his own little apprentice. Sorry, I thought the laundry's been too loud, so I'll come back in the bedroom. You know? He has his apprentice, and he has one of the apprentices, but the reason he chose Amanda, the reason he chose Carlos, was because they wronged him. He just picked a bunch of random people play a game, but his original games were all based on, you've done things to hurt me, that's what I'm putting you in this game. Whereas this game is literally just, you're a bunch of criminals, you know, you should all die unless you redeem yourselves. But he places them in traps where it doesn't really make any sense for that. There's no real overarching goal. Like, at the end of this game, everyone dies. No? And also, it's a far more multifaceted game than the original ones. Maybe this movement portrayed to us that he realised that a game this complex didn't make any sense, so it went smaller scale. You know? Except that doesn't really make any sense either. It's just an, an idea of how escalation doesn't work in the prequel movie, because... Much like with the uh, prequel Star Wars movies, which looked far shinier and far more polished in some ways than the original trilogy, it doesn't work because there's no logic for the galaxy going to shit in that period of time. As emphasized by Revenge of Sith, leaning into A New Hope, but it doesn't work because, you know, you go from a shiny CGI to not so shiny practical effects. Practical effects obviously being better. That's the same thing for this movie. There seems to be a lot they've added in CG in post-script, which is fine, you know, post-production. You can add stuff, but part of the appeal of the original one was James Wan doing as much practically as he possibly could. And that's nothing that this movie lacks. It doesn't have the grim, gritty, ridiculous, urban, vaguely gritty, you know, urban, gritty grit of the original one. The original source... The first two Saw movies were great because they were essentially one-location cat studies. They weren't... Oh, great's the wrong word. Were entertaining because they were very pared down, very streamlined. And this seems to have learned all wrong lessons from all the preceding Saw movies. They went too far, too big, too fast, and they were ludicrously over top to the point that none of the deaths actually had any value. In this movie, they still have no value because we don't care about characters. The original movie, I hate parting on this with the Doctor and Adam, worked because you essentially had the two-hand stage play for the majority of part. All the cop stuff was all shit in the background, casting Dan Glover to set it nationally and whatnot. But you had two... One good actor, one okay actor who wrote the script, bantering off each other, and it's interesting, it's dynamic. And then the second movie obviously did the same from Donnie Wahlberg and Tobin Bell, aka John Kramer, and it was again dynamic and interesting and fascinating and quite enjoyable to watch, but this movie doesn't do that. He decides it's going to go again for an ensemble cast, but unfortunately, too many could spoil the broth in this occasion. Because they nev- no one's really giving anything to work with. They're horrible people who are horrible people in the same way that they're horrible people who are horrible people in the other Jigsaw movies, in the last couple of Jigsaw movies, where there's no real, uh, no real flash, you know, no real panache. And that's the problem. There's no flash and panache. 
So, you know. Flashing Panache, I don't even know what I'm talking about, Ray. But you, you, I think you sort of get what I mean, whereby the fundamental problem is that the characters aren't developed, so we don't care what happens to the characters. So when they die in increasingly ridiculous ways, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a bunch of noise. And that's how Jigsaw franchise, the Saw Jigsaw franchise ends with a bunch of noise. I'm not going to criticise Tobin Bay because I think he's really good as usual. I'm going to criticise the fact that none of these characters stand out, even new Jigsaw, again. And, you know, I get it. You know, you doing what they want to do, a new sort of reboot. They want to continue franchising and all that. But they went about in the wrong way. And really, I know what you're going to... I know everyone's going to say, Jigsaw died on screen. We saw him dead. They did your top three. He's fucking dead. He didn't get over it. And look, I can curve that. He's absolutely 150% dead. I just feel, who gives a shit about realism? This is a movie where a guy who's dying cancer refused, is refused insurance treatment and despite having an incredible fortune does not spend on cancer treatment, but like spend it becoming a vigilante who doesn't murder people, who gives them choice and they end up murdering themselves. This franchise went through the fucking windshield, you know, ye- aeons ago. It's in Narnia. It's been Narnia for years and years. Jigsaw is a supervillain. Supervillains can fake their own deaths. There is no way you can tell me that Jigsaw would not fake his own death when he realised a bunch of fucking morons he is allied with. And this simple solution is so simple. Jigsaw fakes his own death as part of the game. He's running a game on Dr. Gordon. That's how you bring franchise back. He's running game on game on all his apprentices. You play you jigsaw. Here's how you do jigsaw in a really simple way. Six people in a room and they all turn out to be Jigsaw's apprentices. And Jigsaw's running game on them. That's how you reboot Jigsaw. That's how you reboot Saw. They don't realise that Jigsaw is fucking blunt. They think it's from beyond grave. They think they know what's going to happen. And then Jigsaw merges at the end and it's like, you, you fuck. You bunch of fuck. You, you fuck. You murdered my wife. You dead Hoffman, you fucking fuck. You, you prick, you princess bride motherfucker. You, you doctor, you, you, you don't hang out with your kids anymore. You, you dead. You... Amanda's twin sister, you knew what was going on, you did nothing, you let her take fall for it, because Amanda was high all the time, she thought she pushed that door, she thought her boyfriend pushed that door into my wife, but it was you, it was you, Amanda's twin sister, you know, something like that. But seriously, the idea of a game being rung on all Jigsaw's apprentices, sisters, sisters, and they have to survive the game, and they find out gradually they all work Jigsaw, and they find out that they're all susceptible, you know, for all of that. And then you do reveal of Miss Harry Guy being Jigsaw's apprentice all along. That would be cool. That would be interesting. Or even have Jigsaw in the game wearing a fake mask, you know, or a face mask or something, and he takes off at the end to reveal he was Jigsaw all along. That would be amazing. That would be a cool movie. This was just decent. I mean, compared to the last batch of Saw movies, this was pretty good. But at the same time, it's not exactly a rousing success particularly is it so there you go um there's my there's jigsaw i would give it probably 2.5 out of 5 it's watchable it's it's decent i wouldn't say it's the best jigsaw movie i wouldn't say it's worst jigsaw movie i would say it's definitely a jigsaw movie which is a compliment but i'd say i shame that didn't really start a franchise because at least this is Po-faced as it was, and too serious as it was, and didn't really have any interesting characters. It wasn't aggressively awful like last batch, and it could have worked from here and done something interesting. You could have always done Jigsaw as a live reveal for the next movie, but they seem to have just decided that they're going to make a movie with Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock, which is intriguing, but to be honest, if it doesn't have John Kramer in it, it's not really Jigsaw. He is iconic at this point, even for movies and not. So that's Jigsaw reviewed. Finally, I finished all Saw movies, and time to announce my super secret bonus movie loosely connected to Saw franchise, which I will do right now. 
I'm going to be previewing the 1980s classic slot horror movie Pieces in just seconds, one of my favourite movies. So I'll be very enthusiastic to do that, but I'll be back just in one sec. Finally, happily, ceremoniously, no more Saw movies, no more Jigsaw crap. No, today, today, this point, this time the episode, first time forever, for now, the revolution, the Genesis, the Apex, the Armada. I am finding a movie that I want to watch, that I want to do commentary for, that I want to talk about, that I want to preview. Not Saw, not Jigsaw. It's exactly what you think it is. It's Pieces. What is Pieces? Well, taglines, you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. No, Pieces is from Duan Pika Simon, director of the equally unhinged Slugs. Slugs is an atrocious move, by the way. Comes Pieces, the original sickening slasher classic, now restored in gut-wrenching 4K. Oh, yeah, baby. A Boston College campus has been terrorised by a black-clad maniac collecting body parts for his twisted human jigsaw. Jigsaw saw John Kramer. Ooh, I sense a tying. As the corpses and red herrings begin to power up, can the murderer be unmasked before the ghoulish puzzle is complete? Question mark. Boasting some of the most outrageous gore set pieces ever splashed their way across the screen, including a particularly memorable slow motion visceration on waterbed. Pieces is an essential slick slice of Spanish slatter and more gruesome than ever on Blu-ray. I'm not even going to fucking sugarcoat it. I love this movie. I saw this movie for the first time in Abris with it's like a Grindhouse movie festival thingy. Grindhouse trailers before pieces with a crowd full of horror fans in Abris with Wales. Fucking perfection in every possible regard. I'm such a hardcore fan of this movie, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So that's be interesting. Um, ooh. And this, I get the version speech. I can get the um, original Uncensored Reds cut in Spanish. I think I'll save that for another time. Ooh, join the audience of Mind Theatre Hollywood for 2002 screening pieces. I might watch that one, actually. This Arrow the best DVDs, by the way. Hands down, Arrow DVDs and Blu-rays are the best. I'm seriously, I won't even pretend. I love this movie and I love Arrow DVDs. They... The special features on this are ridiculous. They have an audience screening feature. They've got archive interviews, archive audio interviews. He's like what you think is appreciation analysis of pieces. They've got a Sigma Experience version, two cuts, brand new 4K cut, like what, reversible sleeve. I mean, what, what more can you ask for? I love this movie and I'm so happy that I'm going to get to do a review of it. So that'll be good, because after all those terrible jigsaw movies, it'll be nice to review a slocky piece of horror and at least has sense of fun to it. And also, jigsaw tying, puzzle tying, pieces, jigsaw pieces. Yeah, that's right. I went there. And after I watch the movie, I'll go there again. So this is Ian Austin saying, I go watch something I want fucking watch now. It's happened so rarely on podcast, but you best believe I'm bringing the Funk, cadaptal, prehistoric, medieval shit on you, t- y'all, for this little bit. But anyway, enough of my preview. It's time for the review. Hey guys, so it's. Oh, sorry. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving 2019. Yay, Thanksgiving. And I'm very thankful for my desire and my belief that one day I can learn how to ride a skateboard. Yay, I become a skater. I haven't yet. I don't actually own a skateboard at the moment. I did when I was younger. But I believe I can do it. So, you know, that's something to aspire to next year. Anyway, enough about that. So I watched Pieces. Pieces being the movie I just recovered in preview. This episode shot so bizarrely out of order and out of sequence that sometimes it doesn't really seem to flow at all, but that's fine. Anyway, I watched Pieces and I really enjoyed it, although I was very tired when I was watching it. So I'm not sure how long this little recap review thing is going to be. But yeah, definitely um, watched it and it was an experience. I don't think it's the best experience I've had watching it. Certainly that be first experience in a crowded cinema for people. Um, 
this was more a how would you put it um enjoyably relaxing experience you know like we're one where you can get a fair bit out of it but you're not really focused on it where you should be and i know that's going to alienate some people who are going to be like you're a podcaster you watch movies surely you should put some effort into it and i'd argue you know i put as much effort as i can but sometimes it's just not going to work nature of this podcast is that i put out an episode every week i'm sure if people do i'm sure people some people put out episodes daily and all of that and that'd be fun to do but i don't know if i have time to do that moment but i'm proud of the fact that i never miss an episode so you know this, this is what happens sometimes you don't necessarily get if you're making a movie or something long term something like that you don't necessarily you have deadlines but you don't you can perfect it i you don't get perfect podcasts like this and in some ways that's similar pieces because pieces is flawed and messy and erratic and underwritten and weird it's really weird emphasis on weird being seen where the um i don't want to come across as inappropriate or wrong but i believe a chinese gentleman runs up um and starts trying to attack one female characters gets knocked down gets up and blames it on a you know plate of bad chop suey which is only movie because they the director i think or producer shooting a kung fu movie nearby and they thought hey let's have this guy make a cameo so there you go that's that's all weird both weird things about pieces but nice things because it feels like seven thousand movies jammed together and it's very on hollywood obviously as it was shot in spain mainly bits in boston mainly in spain it's one of those movies like zombie flesh eaters where it's a mix of native english speaking actors and um or american actors you know speaking american english and spanish actors so it's quite a joyful bizarrely badly dubbed hybrid you know if you will and i kind of like those ones because they feel more adventurous they feel like instead of being what america is what spain is they feel like a spanish interpretation of america so you're not going to get the by the rope style movie you have got in america the american movie will have much tighter structure um, probably more character arts and that sort of thing whereas this movie feels very freewheeling which is kind of like this podcast and I like that. I like freewheeling horror movies because they feel more inventive and more interesting. And this definitely is inventive and interesting. Even if I don't necessarily know, so I'd go so far as to call it good. It's classified, I believe, as a video nasty. Indeed, I've spoken, I remember interacting on message board a few years ago with a couple of people who were telling me it was a nasty piece of cinema, you know, not one they'd recommend to anyone. And I don't understand that. It's very violent. It it's very violent in the same way zombie fleshy is it's very violent where you'll get something like a scream or a george romero zombie movie and they're both exceptionally violent don't get me wrong but they still to a degree have that tightly plotted american system whereas zombie fleshies and pieces don't so they are a bit more interested in the gore sequences as it's amplified in this movie by seeing where a character is stabbed to death eviscerated even on a warp bed and it's stylistically it's incredibly shot and performed and choreographed but it's also really like i mean i'm okay of horror it doesn't anger me or upset me scenes like that maybe it should i don't know maybe it's something i should see a psychiatrist about but I appreciate the art involved because you're watching it thinking, how have you, you like, they came up with such a specific idea and such wonderfully choreographed and visualised idea that you're just watching and thinking, this is actually a good piece of direction, you know, and conceptualization. And it even goes back to the way Killer looks. There's one, a few scenes where you see him behind the door and Killer's lit completely in shadow. So you just see the hat and the outline. And it's a beautiful, beautiful shot by any metric. It's terrifying. The music adds to it. And it's it's something straight out of Brian De Palma. You know, it's early Brian De Palma sort of blowout. Brian De Palma. You know, dressed to kill and all of that stuff. But you're watching it and thinking, that's a really, really good shot. And I know people, I, I want them to make fun pieces being a really cheesy movie in a lot of ways it is, as you can see by characters like Willard de Gardner, who is the, one of the greatest red, 
the greatest Rotarians in the history of Sigma, by by any metric. He's so obviously the bad guy, except he's not. And it's like they told the actor, you are the killer. That must be what they told him. He plays it so arch. And it's perfect, because... Red herrings only really work if you genuinely believe this character could have done it. If the actor actually thinks it, you know, it makes it more interesting by by a large metric. And then you get the glorious character of Kendall, the um, college, high school, I think it's college, college student, who, who pretty much joins the police force. And that's enough serial thing, you know. American horror movies usually have the kids and cops working close proximity. But this one, they pretty much all but say to him, you should be a cop. You know, you come join us when finished college. And you're like, that's not how it works. And cops are fascinating too. It's a very Columbo-esque portrait. You know, that's the other thing. No, really, like, I like so much about the movie. I like the fact that it's got a lot of cop stuff, but it's funny, it's bizarre, it's it's taking its inspiration from shows like Columbo and um, Kojak, and it's like these weird cops uh, and the weird dynamics and don't feel like anything a cop would actually do, but it's interesting. You watch something like Saw, you know I'm saying interesting a lot this week, you watch something like Saw, the cops aren't interesting there, they're just cops, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but pieces feels like this weird, like, weird mini-universe where, like, they're just weird, eccentric, borderline, bizarre, and esoteric, I guess, cops, you know, very odd-looking characters, Right down sending one of their female cops in as a tenant inspector or tenant coach even. And so like just that's just there because the woman they send in can play tennis. So she has a f- two minute exchange with someone where just knocking the tennis ball back and forth. And that's the other thing. The movie's in no rush again where so you get to save her this bizarre universe that doesn't really make any sense. And how is this connect saw you're wondering? Well I'll get to that first I'm gonna do like the um review like number part of it. Uh by the metric of it being a generally good movie, pieces is probably two out of five at best. Because there is difference between being genuinely great and so bad and so fun so bad, so fun it's enjoyable. So pieces two out of five is generally great piece of cinema. It's it's messy, it's flawed, it doesn't really make any sense, and it's obsessed more with style than substance. But on flip side, if you're looking at it as a movie, as a schlocky horror movie, I would say it's last night's film was probably four out of five. I say previous films have been five, but I'd say it's a fucking wonderfully schlocky horror movie very fun very silly very bizarre very surreal and just generally a cracking good time i'd recommend it if you like schlocky horror movies and if you like badly dubbed um foreign european american hybrid dubbed horror movies i definitely would recommend it but just watch it with a bunch of friends chill out it's better than something like Slugs by the same director. Slugs is kind of gross and bad. Not bad, but it lacks the wittiness of pieces. Where like pieces almost feel parodic in a sense. So, definitely watch this. And um, how does it connect Saw? Well, obviously, pieces deals with a like, jigsaw puzzle and... You know, I, I feel like you could have it take place in the same universe as Saw. You know, I, I feel like Kendall could have grown up and become John Kramer. Because they do look somewhat similar, Kendall and John Kramer. It's nothing saying John Kramer was his name is given at birth or anything like that. So, who knows, maybe the experiences in, in this movie messed him up so much he became John Kramer. You know? I mean, I, I I get the impression John Kramer's meant to be in his 40s, and that works out timeline-wise. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that. I think Kendall could have grown up and become John Kramer, and think the idea that he was so scarred by his experiences, and he buried them deep, fell in love, got married, and all of that, and then after the car crash and cancer scare and divorce, he was like, become a serial killer. That worked, yeah. And also, I like the, the name Pieces, you know, Saw, 
jigsaw pieces. I think that's quite apt. And someday I'll do a piece of borderline fan fiction where I actually go in detail on this theory, but that's my theory for now. You know? And Kendall's work with police would obviously help John Kramer when he becomes John Kramer later on. Avoiding police and also coming up traps, you know, because he's got an anthropology professor, you know, he Kendall's clearly smart enough to become copping all that, and he's got some sense of philosophy. I mean, it's not a great theory, but you know, I'm not I'm not theory guy on YouTube or whatever his name is, so what can you do? Anyway, yep, so this pieces I loved it. It was really fun, and I highly recommend it. And now it's time to think about what I'm doing next week. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say what I'm doing because I don't know. And anything I say turns out to be opposite of what I'm doing. And also, I have to go... I'm going to London all this weekend. So when I get back, I'll figure out what I'm going to do next weekend. First episode of December. So, you know, there you go. I'll be back in sec with the um, epilogue. So, there's another episode of this brilliant, illuminative an informative podcast. It's nice to review something that's actually good for a change. I, I don't see them do that very often, which confuses me. But also, it's nice to finally finish the Saw franchise completely because it was god-awful in every conceivable way and I think it shortened my life by about four or five years. So thank you, F1 involved with these terrible, terrible movies and I've had to enjoy the last few weeks. And I hope I never watch them ever again, which is probably a bad thing because it costs lots of money buying them. I had to buy Jigsaw 2 twice because the DVD version broke and had to pay three ninety nine for it on Amazon. And it didn't even differentiate between HD version and standard definition version, which was very, very, very nice because it would be nice to get not have to see all that rubbish in high definition and see how badly the effects have aged. Um, yeah, so Pieces was great. Jigsaw Souls rubbish. And what else can I say other than I'll see you next week for another fun edition. Maybe it'll be in The Irishman, I don't know. But it will be next week anyway. So enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend if you're American. If you're English, enjoy your approximation and probation Thanksgiving weekend because, you know, why not? Until next time, remember, life is beautiful and the sort of crap movies I watch are definitely not beautiful. Laters.